0: Welcome to this edition of Head to Head, I'm your host Cam McKinney and this is episode number 210 of the podcast and on this episode of the podcast I'm talking about the career of NBA big man Al Horford. Horford had played in 141 playoff games without ever reaching the NBA Finals. That's the most ever for a player without reaching the Finals, and at long last, that streak has come to an end as Horford and the Celtics are currently facing off against the Golden State Warriors in this year's NBA Finals matchup. Before we talk about this year, let's look back at Horford's career. In 15 seasons in the league, he has career averages of 13.7 points, 82 two rebounds and is a career 36% shooter from the free point line. An excellent mark for a big man. Horford is a five-time All-Star. He also made the All-NBA third team in 2011. Horford also had a stellar collegiate career. I mean, him and fellow NBA big man Kim Noah won back-to-back March Madnesses with the Florida Gators under head coach Billy Donovan. You don't see back-to-back winners in the NCAA tournament. My earliest memory of Horford is when, as a rookie, he went up against the Celtics' big free of Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce and Ray Allen in the postseason. That Hawks team pushed the Celtics to seven games, led by Joe Johnson, Josh Smith, and Mike Bibby. Then later on in his career with the Hawks under head coach Mike Budenholzer, Horford became a more vocal point of the offense. What isn't discussed enough when it comes to Al Horford is in the early part of his NBA career, he wasn't shooting frees. In fact, from 2007 to 2014, Horford took less than one free point shot a game. From 2015 on, he's averaged at least 3.3 attempts per game. In more than half of his career, he wasn't a threat from the free point line, and now he's one of the best big men free point shooters in the NBA. While with the Atlanta Hawks, Horford made the Eastern Conference Finals once with a team that had four All-Stars on it, Orford, Paul Millsap, Jeff Teague, and free point specialist Kyle Korver. They won 60 games that season, but they lost to LeBron in the Cavs. That Hawks team was super talented, but they really did lack a superstar player to elevate them in the postseason. As good as the Hawks were, nobody expected them to take home the NBA Finals crown. And really, the last time that a team won the NBA Finals without an all-world elite NBA superstar was the 2004 Pistons who had Chauncey Billups, Richard Hamilton, Rasheed Wallace, Ben Wallace. I mean, those are guys are arguably Hall of Fame level players, but they're not LeBron James. They're not Kobe Bryant. They're not Michael Jordan. That Pistons team not only beat a team that was full of superstars. I mean, that Lakers team had Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, and an aging Carl Malone, and Gary Payton. And then the next year, they lost to Tim Duncan and the San Antonio Spurs again in the NBA finals. In fact, those Detroit Pistons teams made six straight trips to the Eastern Conference finals. That is not something you see in today's NBA. Teams do not dominate the league without an all-world Hall of Fame player. I mean, look at this era of basketball. It's been dominated by LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. Star after star is dominating the league. Horford and those Hawks teams were really good, but no one ever gave them a real shot at winning it all because they were going up against LeBron James. When he finally became a free agent, Horford made a bit of a surprising move signing with the Boston Celtics to a four-year, $113 million contract. Boston has never been viewed as a free agent destination in the NBA, and in his first two seasons with the Celtics, they made the conference finals each year and lost to the Cavs. His first trip was with Isaiah Thomas, and the second trip was without Kyrie Irving, who was on the Celtics, and Gordon Hayward, who was out due to injury. The Celtics were led by Tatum, Brown, Horford, Marcus Smart, Terry Rozier, and Marcus Morris. That's what's super interesting about Horford's career. He went from a Hawks team that was really good to a Celtics team that was filled with superstar players that had expectations of winning the NBA Finals, and it didn't happen for him. I mean, so much chaos happened in that time period. Kyrie Irving was giving weird interviews to the media. The team was definitely not getting along. Gordon Hayward was upset with his role on the Boston Celtics. And following the 2018-19 season, Horford opted out of his contract with the Celtics and signed with the Philadelphia 76ers, signing a four-year, $97 million contract. Horford and the 76ers were never a good match from the get-go because the They already had Joel Embiid, and in today's NBA, you don't need two big men. In fact, in recent years, it has failed miserably with the Pelicans pairing Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins. The Pistons paired Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond in Detroit. This is not the NBA where you can have Tim Duncan and David Robinson or Akeem Olajuwon and Ralph Sampson. In today's NBA, it is all about spacing and three-point shooting. Horford is decent from free, but he should never be your number one option from beyond the arc, and that's what the 76ers tried to make him. They basically tried to replace J.J. Redick with Al Horford. Horford then spent one year in OKC where he played well until he was benched to give minutes to younger players. In this past offseason, the Celtics and Thunder swapped Horford and Kemba Walker. These were viewed as two of the worst contracts in the NBA. During the regular season for the Celtics, Horford was a solid player. He averaged 10.2 points per game, 7.7 rebounds per game his most in seven years. It's been in the postseason where Horford has really played like his former All-Star self for the Celtics. In their four-game sweep against the Brooklyn Nets, Horford shot an unworldly 60% from free. In Game 5 of their seven-game series for the Bucks, Horford had a 30-point game and had an iconic dunk over two-time MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo. And in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals versus the Miami Heat, Horford had a 14-rebound game and defended Jimmy Butler's free point attempt that would have won the game for the Miami. In a way, Horford saved the Celtics season. Another thing about Horford's return to the Boston Celtics is when he was here, there was a lot of debate about Horford being a max player. I mean, this was a guy that was one Dubbed "Average Al" by radio host and former baseball player Lou Merloni, the debate was really: Why are you giving a max contract to a guy who averages 13 points per game? Because when we think of max contracts in the NBA, we think of a guy like Jason Tatum. We think of a guy who averages 25 points per game, who's going to take the game-winning shot. And I understand that because we grew up with these people. We grew up with the Larry Birds. We grew up with the Michael Jordans, the Magic Johnsons, the lore of what a a max player is in our minds is that. And I truly understand the argument that Al Horford is not an all-time great player. But my argument to that is this. Guys are getting more and more money in today's professional sports world. That is just happening. You are seeing a lot of guys who are getting paid a lot more money than they should be. And what a max player is now is not what a max player used to be. Tobias Harris is making $80 million for the Philadelphia 76ers. In my mind, Tobias Harris is not a max player, but he was able to leverage that contract. It also always seemed like people were pretending that Al Horford was the only max contract on the Boston Celtics. While Horford was with the Boston Celtics, they also had Kyrie Irving. They also had Gordon Hayward. I don't know why we were always acting like Al Horford was the lone max contract that the Celtics ever gave out. And let's not all pretend that the Boston Celtics were the only people who were ever going to give Al Horford a max contract. The Celtics weren't the only team interested. There were other teams interested. In fact, after he left the Boston Celtics after being dubbed Average Al, the Philadelphia 76ers gave him $97 million. Was that a bad contract? Absolutely. But that's how the NBA viewed him. Being a max player in today's NBA does not mean you're going to average 25 points per game and average 10 rebounds per game. That is not how it works. There are going to be so many guys who you don't view as max players who get max contracts and you're just going to have to deal with it. I think Al Horford was wrongfully criticized for being a max player. We looked at his contract and we said, well, this guy makes $30 million a year. He needs to average 25 points per game and lead the Celtics to victory. That's not why the Celtics brought Al Horford to their team in the first place. The other thing is, the Celtics never wanted Al Horford to be their best player. They wanted to bring him in to get other superstars to want to join this team. Kevin Durant wanted to play with Al Horford. I think Kyrie Irving wanted to play with Al Horford. Gordon Hayward wanted to play with Al Horford. Al Horford was a stepping stone to get other stars attracted to your team. And guess what? It worked. All those stars came to your team. It failed because you didn't win. But not one Second, when the Celtics were trying to get Al Horford to join the Boston Celtics, did they get that guy to average 20 points per game and 10 rebounds per game? They brought him in to attract other stars and it worked. It says a lot about Al Horford that he's the veteran player that helped Brown and Tatum finally make it to the NBA Finals. It wasn't Kyrie Irving, Kemba Walker, and it wasn't Gordon Hayward, and the reason is Horford is being a leader to these younger players while those other players who are great Tatum and Brown as threats and that's why I think this marriage between Horford and Brown and Tatum really worked because he does not see those guys as threats he sees them as the better players he sees himself as a role player on this team he is a very good role player an all-star caliber role player but Al Horford was never brought in to be the best player on this team and coming into this season there were zero expectations for Horford from the fans I'm sure the team always expected Al Horford to play this role, but fans did not think they were going to see this kind of play from Al Horford. Why those other players didn't pair well with Tatum and Brown is because those other players wanted to be the best scoring option on the team. Kyrie Irving wanted the ball. Gordon Hayward wanted the ball. Al Horford only scores when he needs to score. Again, he can score when Tatum and Brown are having an off night, but Al Horford does not want to score 20 points per game. That's another thing that I find really funny about the whole average Al thing, that he doesn't score enough. Well, guess what? You don't need Al Horford to score 20 a night. You need him when you need him, and when you need him in this postseason especially, he's showing up. And even if Horford doesn't end up winning this NBA Finals, this has been a massive year for him. Out of all the free agents the Celtics have brought in and given max contracts to Horford, Horford, Irving, Hayward, and Walker. No one ever could have imagined the only player from that group to make the finals with the team would be Al Horford. Horford's second stint with the Celtics is starting out with a bang. I'm not going to go overboard and say Horford is a Hall of Famer. What I will say is he is the perfect modern NBA big man. He can do all the things a classic big man can do, rebound and block shots. He's super underrated passer and a weapon from outside. He's been more relevant for longer than other more classic bigs like Andre Drummond, Hassan Whiteside, and Roy Hibbert. Horford doesn't get nearly enough credit for adapting to the modern game. I'd even argue his game is better suited to today's game than the one Horford played in when he was a rookie. Listen, Al Horford was never going to be Shaquille O'Neal. He was never going to relentlessly attack the paint. The three-point shot is one of the reasons Al Horford's career has had longevity. When this trade was made, Kemba Walker for Al Horford, I really didn't know what to expect from Al Horford. Like, I knew him as that guy who was really versatile during his first stint with the Boston Celtics. I mean, I'm a Celtics fan. I watched every game that Al Horford played with the Celtics, and I was a big fan of his. But again, he had gone to Philadelphia. He had struggled. Then he had an okay season in OKC before being benched for younger players. I didn't know what to expect, and from the jump, I was surprised with how consistent Horford has been all season long. I mean, he played his role perfectly. He was there to be a role player. And I do think by the end of the season, most national media was sleeping on Al Horford. I mean, this guy was reliable. And one of the reasons I looked at the Celtics as a real threat to be a contending team. I mean, he had perfectly played his role. It wasn't flashy. But it was getting the job done. And I think there's something about Al Horford that we've all overlooked. This idea that this guy has been in the NBA for 15 seasons and is 35 years old. I mean, he's the guy that that Celtics team originally needed when we thought they were a real title contending team. I mean, all this guy is looking to do is win the NBA Finals. He's not looking to score 20 points per game. He's not looking to be NBA Finals MVP. He's not looking to do all those things. Al Horford, has already had a really good NBA career. The last thing he really wants is to win the NBA finals because it's the only thing he really hasn't achieved that he can at this point. I mean, Horford's not going to win an MVP. He's never going to make another all-star game. The last thing on his list to do is win the NBA finals. And I think we all overlook that fact that Al Horford is the desperate veteran who will do anything to win a basketball game. It's why the big three of Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce worked out so well because those guys had already been established NBA players and were looking to do only one thing, win. That's what they were doing, and they were full of those type of guys. They had Eddie House. They had James Posey. They had P.J. Brown, who came out of retirement to win. During Horford's first stint with the Celtics, that team was full of great players, but guys who were still young enough to try make a name for themselves. Kyrie Irving had won an NBA championship, but he did it with LeBron James. He was trying to prove he could win it on his own. Then you had Gordon Hayward, who had never won an NBA championship. And then you had Tatum and Brown, two young players who were just trying to establish themselves in the NBA in the first place. That was never going to be a winning formula. These teams that win NBA titles, there's always that one guy who's been in the league 13 to 15 years and all he wants to do is win the NBA championship. This Celtics team is in the NBA Finals because it is a team of guys who are playing a role on it. You have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown being the star players, but everyone else is playing a role. Marcus Smart is being the elite perimeter defender. Then you have two really steady big men in Robert Williams and Al Horford. I mean, Al Horford is not as consistent as Robert Williams, but he can have flashes of being the old Al Horford, and you're seeing that all throughout the postseason. This guy will do anything to win the NBA Finals. During every moment of this postseason where I, as a Celtics fan, give up on the team, Al Horford has shown up out of nowhere and stopped the bleeding. He did it against Milwaukee when Giannis Antetokounmpo stared him down and then Al Horford dunked on his face and ended up winning the series. In Game 7 against the Heat, a lot of people thought Jimmy Butler was going to hit that game-winning shot no matter what, who was there to stop him, Al Horford. And then on the eve of his 36th birthday, during his first NBA Finals game, Horford scored 28 points and was 6 of 8 from free. Something truly special is happening with Horford in the postseason. He is doing everything and anything to come out of this season as an NBA champion. I think I speak for a lot of Celtics fans when I say I was more upset when Horford left than Kyrie left because I felt bad for Horford and how his first tenure with the Celtics ended. It's surreal to see him on a Celtics team that made the NBA Finals, and it's awesome seeing him have an impact on the Celtics winning. We also have to talk about Brad Stevens, who made that brilliant move as an executive to bring back Al Horford, and not only that, he also traded for Derek White, who's having an amazing impact in the NBA postseason so far. This is what an NBA veteran is supposed to do. I mean, Al Horford had a quiet but steady NBA regular season, and then he upped his game during the postseason season. I mean, no one could have expected this. I mean, yes, I watched the Celtics all year long, but I never would have thought that Al Horford would have shown up the way he has during this NBA playoffs. And now I want nothing more than for Al Horford to be NBA Finals MVP. I think it would be an amazing end to this season for Horford, and I do think that if that happens, he should probably consider retiring. I mean, this would be the perfect ending to a career. For Al Horford. I mean, this is the type of run that could get Al Horford to the Hall of Fame. I know that sounds crazy. I know a lot of you still think of him as average Al, but what he is doing is way above average. I mean, people are writing articles about how he's better than Draymond Green at this point, and they're saying that Al Horford is worth his $26 million salary next season. I mean, this is something we never would have uttered at the beginning of this postseason. I mean, we all thought this would be Al Horford's last year with the Celtics because he has a massive contract. And now Al Horford is worth his massive contract. So I do think if Al Horford wins the NBA Finals and then wins Finals MVP, he should probably walk out the door because it's not going to get any better than that. I mean, I don't think any NBA player stock has gone up more than Al Horford during this postseason. I mean, again, he went 141 games without making the NBA Finals. People, thought he was washed up and now they're looking at him thinking he's worth his $26 million a year salary. I mean, that's crazy, but it's where we are. Al Horford's career with the Celtics has come full circle and he is within striking distance of winning the NBA Finals. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm Cam McKinney and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so please rate, review, and subscribe.